0: hello and welcome to episode 31 of the unfuck your biz podcast as always this is your host brayden and today i am super excited to help you unfuck some of the mysteries around sending and receiving 1099s so to be perfectly honest in the past this was not a topic i really thought about talking about all that much uh because to be honest the the rules are pretty straightforward but i realized There were a lot of misconceptions around 1099s, and uh, I could help give some quick wins by answering the questions and giving some uh, how-to's and some to-do's. So that is what we are going to do on today's episode. It's going to be pretty easy. What I will do is take you through a blog post I wrote last January during 1099 season, Going to kind of like read through it. I'm going to give you the overview of how 1099s work, what you need to know about them, and all of that. So, without spending too much more time on the intro, let's just dive straight in. According to the IRS, this is the rule you must file a 1099 for each person in the course of your business to whom you have paid. During the year, at least $600 in services performed by someone who is not your employee. Okay, let's break this down a little bit. So when do you have to send a 1099? For each person in the course of your business that you've paid, so first part is, did you pay this person for your business? If you hired someone to come paint your house, that's not related to your business. If you hired someone to do graphic design for your website, that is related to your business. So that's kind of how that works. So you had have to have pay them at least $600 and the services must be performed by someone who's not your employee. So that is pretty straightforward. There's also an exception for uh, payments made to S-Corps and C-Corps and LLCs that have been elected to be taxed as S-Corporations. So ask yourself if you met the first requirement that you do have to send a 1099 if they are an S-corp or a C-corp, and if they are, you do not have to send them a 1099 unless, funny enough, they are an attorney. So there is an exception to the exception because the IRS does not trust lawyers to report their income. There are other uh, very rare exceptions, and you can find those in my blog post that I'll link in the show notes. but. I'm going to assume that they're probably not going to apply to most of you. You are also not required to issue a 1099 if you paid the service provider by credit card, PayPal, or other quote unquote third party network providers. So note that credit cards do not mean debit cards. So these are two different things. So debit cards do not equal credit cards. Payments made by debit card are not exempt from 1099 rules as the payment comes straight from your bank account and not through a third party. So the question really, the way I like to break it down is if you're paying in a method that's immediately going to withdraw the money from your bank account and send it to that other person, then you have to send a 1099. If it goes through a third party first, and then you have to reimburse that third party, then you don't have to send a 1099. And if you're wondering why that is, it's because under the tax law, credit card companies and these third party companies are required to issue Form 1099 Ks, which take the place of the 1099 miscellaneous, which is the type of 1099 we're talking about. If that confuses you, don't worry about it. Uh, Just know that if you uh, pay them with a credit card or PayPal, you don't need to send them a 1099. So, in summary, You need to send a 1099 to someone if you answer yes to each of the following questions. One, the person was not an employee. Two, the person worked on behalf of your business. Three, you paid that person $600 or more in total during the tax year. And four, you paid that person via cash, check, or debit card or in some other manner that took the money straight from your bank account. So those are the four uh, elements, we'll say. Each of these should be relatively straightforward, but number two can trip some people up. Number two, again, was the person worked on behalf of your business. Someone is working on behalf of your business if they either, and this is my own personal lingo, are working on or in your business. Working in your business would be like doing work for your clients or on your internal operations. So let's say um, that you are a wedding planner and you hire another wedding planner to come in and help you get caught up on some of the wedding planning work for your business. That would be someone you're hiring to come and work in your business. Working on your business would be doing work unrelated to what you do for your clients. And an example of this would be hiring a web designer for your site, which I mentioned earlier. If a graphic designer hired a fellow designer to help with client work, that would be a person working in the business, like we just mentioned before. If the designer hired a photographer to do a brand shoot, the photographer would be working on that designer's business. In a legal sense, we would call that photographer an independent contractor. However, for tax purposes, both of the types of workers in this example would need 1099s if they were not paid by credit card and they were paid $600 or more. So that is the gist of when you have to send a 1099. Now let's get into the rules on how to send 1099s. So... The first thing that you're gonna to wanna to do is find what's called the IRS form W-9. I know this is confusing, we're talking about 1099s and W-9s, but what the W-9 is, is it's the form that you're gonna have your contractor fill out so that you have all the information you need to send them a 1099. So it's like, um, I'll use this example, hopefully it doesn't confuse anyone, But whenever we get a new job where we're an employee you probably remember you have to fill out um you have to fill out a w-4 yeah a w-4 and that is the funky form where you have to put like all the zeros and ones to claim your exemptions and then that form is what gives them all the information they need to withhold your taxes and then eventually send you your w-2 for your taxes the w-9 is the same thing essentially but for contractors so feel free to well get to that in a second make sure that you you get the w9 from anyone you have to send 1099s to and feel free to let that person know that they may want to get an ein if they don't already have one so on the 1099 it's very very simple All they really need to provide is their name, address, and a tax identification number. And your tax identification number is either your social security number or your EIN, employment identification number. So this is one of the benefits to getting an EIN, which is totally free, is that it allows you to use that rather than your social on the W-9. I actually now encourage all of my students, members, and clients to collect the W-9 before they ever begin working with a contractor. So before you agree to sign their contract or when you send them your contract, then you need to get their W-9. Okay, so once you've gathered your W-9s, you can use an online service to electronically complete and submit 1099s. I don't know if you guys can hear the background noise, but my dogs just decided to climb out of bed and they are now wrestling in my office where I'm podcasting. So just ignore them, they're having a good time over there. All right, so back to business, you collected the W-9s and now you can use an online service to electronically complete and submit 1099s. You can do this like old school with paper uh, and it's basically free that way. I just recommend using a paid service because in most cases it's like $2 per 1099, it's well worth, in my opinion, the time savings. So if you go to the blog post, which is linked in the show notes, I link you to uh, one online service that I recommend. There are a lot of them. I don't really even have a strong preference. I'm just helping save you some Google time. So you'll create an account on that program, put in all of your company information, and then you'll go through the steps to issue the 1099 and they'll kind of, you know, do everything electronically from there and send it into the IRS for you. So now we've tackled when you have to send a 1099, how you can get started doing it. And now let's chat for a moment about what to do when you're expecting a 1099. So it is the payer's responsibility to issue 1099s. So if you are the service provider and you think you are owed a 1099, then You don't need to stress out about it too much. If the person who owes you that 1099 fails to send it to you, it's kind of like their problem, not really your problem. If you need to send out W-9s to get your 1099s, feel like this lingo is getting very repetitive, but hopefully you're still with me. You can make your life a little bit easier by filling out your W-9. So just Google IRS form W-9, it'll pop right up. You can open it, input your information, And then what I do is save that document to Dropbox or a Google Drive folder, keep the link handy somewhere. Uh, I put mine on my Trello board with all of, I call it the small business blueprint. I can give you guys all information on that. I bought the awesome Trello course from Strategy Academy. Love it. It's 30 bucks. Check it out. But I keep all of my links and everything on there. And then this way, if anyone ever needs my W-9 from me, I just copy and paste the link and it pulls up the form. I don't have to fill it out every time. So that pretty much covers it on the 1099 front. It really doesn't need to be all that difficult. There's a lot of misinformation out there about 1099s, but hopefully this gives you the gist of what you need to do. Uh, quick reminder before we close out that you do have one more day to sign up for the totally 100% free tax challenge, which will be starting on Monday. Sign up closes tomorrow, which is the 24th. And then we're going to start Monday. And one of the days we will actually be focused on 1099s, excuse me. So I'm going to record an actual tutorial video with all the information that we covered in today's podcast. But with screenshots and a screen share of how to actually do the 1099s. And then um, by the end of the week, you will hopefully be all set and prepared to work on your bookkeeping. So if you want all the details on that, you can go to unfuckyourbiz.com, check it out. And I hope to see you in the tax challenge. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast episode, don't forget to subscribe. I would absolutely love for you to leave a review. And even more so, I would love to... Uh, be back with you in your earbuds next Tuesday and I hope that you have a great day hey there before you go I wanted to give a quick thanks thanks so much for tuning into the show if you loved it I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening share it on social and give me a tag it'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.